Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hello, hello to the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast fans. Uh, I've got a, a fantastic guest with me today, somebody that um, I actually admired um, when I was competing. Uh, I still admire. Uh, one thing I know is that he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Uh, we have uh, Master David Shepherd uh, with us now, and he's going to talk a little bit about himself. So how are you doing, Mr. Master Shepherd? <laughs> yeah, no, thanks very much. Um, great, thank you, Master Gale. Cool. Um, yeah, living the dream. Excellent. Keeping happy, teaching, getting the clubs going, getting the kids and all the students up to standard. So everything's going well in the taekwondo world. Brilliant, brilliant. That's what we do, and that's that's the the day to day stuff that I love uh, as well. Which is why I'm you know still doing it, and I'll keep doing it as long as uh, long as I can. I won't. I'm only stopping when they when they bang the nails in and chuck the dirt on top. So <laughs> yeah, I agree <laughs> yeah. with that. That'd be the same with me. Yeah, definitely. Long, um, long passion. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Well, well, without further ado, I mean, I, I, I'll start in the in my usual way, and I usually ask people about their martial arts journey, how it started, um, you know, where it's been, where it's gone, and as I always say, this can take years, particularly with people like yourself, because you've been training a long time, you've had a lot of success uh, in taekwondo in your life. Um, so we have to have the shortened version, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, that's fine. You, you, you go for it. So so how did you start? How did you start? And why did you start? Um, well, I think it's the, the same old thing when you're a kid in school, get a little bit of bullying going on. Um, it wasn't as bad as it is today, because obviously in those days there was no social media. There's no internet in those days. But yeah. I was having trouble with some kids. Um, and my mum and dad seen it an advert in the paper, just a little four lines, taekwondo yeah. demonstration, risk of leisure centre Sunday night. I knew nothing about it. And they took me from my nans. I was quite happy playing up there and eating cake. And I said, <laughs> come on, we're going to have a look at this. And the, the instructor for risk of leisure centre, and he was the area rep at the time, was Lynn Evans. Oh, wow. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an old one. But it's 40, 40 years, well, 41 years ago now since I started. Yeah, yeah. Um, went up there, seen this demonstration. Obviously, lots of board breaking, high kicks, flying kicks, all the patterns, the fighting, mm. inspiring. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. So went along, did a couple of sessions, um, went on holiday and come back and did my first grading. And Lynn turned around and he said, I've got to be honest, I didn't think I was going to see you again. I don't <laughs> think I was naturally gifted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to put it bluntly, I, yeah, I wasn't coordinated it wasn't something that i was looking at doing it's not one of those things like oh, i've always wanted to do martial arts yeah yeah but yeah the more i got into it the more i enjoyed it 
Uh, it's great because it's something that you can practice all the time. You can build your skills. Yeah. And yeah. Even after 41 years now, I'm still evolving. I'm still trying to improve things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, train for twice a week for a year. And then after that, I was doing nine sessions a week with different instructors. I was quite lucky where I lived because where I lived, I had three clubs within three and a half to five miles in different directions. Right, right. Yeah, that was quite um, those days. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was very lucky and I got on with every one of the instructors and I got lifts off them. So my yeah. life just took over then. It was just Taekwondo. I wasn't interested in anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... it's uh, I'd say a couple of things from there as well. Uh, I remember uh, Mr. Lynn Evans because uh, I, I trained with him. Uh, the Bristol School that I was at had a had a quite a a connection with the Welsh yeah. School um, because it was quite it was quite close. Uh, and I remember uh, doing some sessions under Lynn Evans and a couple of the early camps in Wales. And uh, he was quite a, he was a tough instructor. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, he was quite a tough instructor. But but I like that. I like the physical element. But, yeah, it was it was one of those you couldn't get away with it nowadays, but you didn't breathe unless he told you to breathe. You yeah. it was the old school. You went in, you did exactly what you were told. It was a military discipline. Yeah, yeah. And, to be honest, I was 12, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I liked being told and having being pushed as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And that was my first introduction to um the Bristol Academy. Oh, right. we, went, we went on a training week. We did um, the Irish team came over. We did yeah. a training week in Monmouth. And we came across to look at a little competition you had in the academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah it was it was fantastic. But they they they, they were they were good days, and um, you know, oh, it, yeah. Uh, cer- certainly, it has changed. <laughs> the old school training um, had had something that. Uh, you know, only those only those that took part in it will, re- will remember it. You still got the scars, to be That's honest. It. We got the scars, but we got the smiles as well. But the problem yeah. is, if we tried to teach like that, we'd have about two students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, m- maybe less than that. Maybe just us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, might be teaching ourselves in the mirror. It was good day, good times. But when when did you um um when did you when did you realize? Well, say realize, but when did you think, wow, I could be I could be good at good at this you know was it was it as a color belt or was it as a black belt or, or when do you think wow you know I, I can really do something with this yeah well, I, i've always said there's four stages in taekwondo where people tend to pack it in green mm. belt red tag black tags and black belt mm. um i got to red tag i'd done about two or three years of competing didn't mm. win a single fight didn't mm. win anything i was mm. rubbish i loved the training like i said i was training nine sessions a week but I wasn't winning anything. And I went and trained with a guy, Gary Gasser, who lived around the corner from me, who was part of the TGP at the time. Yeah. Um, and we did some drills. We were up in his attic. I was going running with him. Went to the English Championships. Won my first fight. Won seven fights and won the competition. Wow. Yeah. So I think if I had, it was one of those fine lines. Because I think if I had lost that one, I would have left. Yeah. Because yeah. I was at that point where I'd had enough. Yeah. But obviously, I won that, and I think the confidence just grew from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And now I just and I tr- even now I say to my students, I can give you advice on competitions, but until you get in there and you live that atmosphere, that feeling, you yeah. don't know what you've got to do. Yeah. So I've got to switch and, my. I forgot. I got another mo- my mobile phone's going off here. I'm going to switch it off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Right. Yes. 
Okay, right, go for it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from that, the confidence increases. And I made a promise to myself when I was about 14, 15, that it doesn't matter what happens, I'm going to go into the class. I'm just going to give it my all. I'm going to try every session. Yeah. Yeah. it's that thing, just to just try and be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I can't. I don't think there was any time when I really thought I'm going to be awesome at this. Yeah. Well, not not necessarily awesome, but I mean, I I, I had um, what do you call it, an awakening or whatever, whatever yeah. you call it. I was a blue belt, and um, I, I I was still I was okay at taekwondo because because I was quite fit. I was always physically fit. Yeah. That so I could last a, a session, but I wasn't technically that good. And I remember going to a competition in Manchester in Bellevue, and I remember seeing somebody took a picture of me doing a pattern. And it was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> like the stance yeah. was terrible. I, I looked and thought, "I can't be me." Um, and I sort of, uh, and I was on the edge then of not not necessarily giving up, but thinking, uh, you know, because I was I was always into football. Football was my thing. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I sort of came to a, a thing there. Either I got to take this seriously and get better, or I got to get out. Um, and I decided that I was going to take it seriously and, and try and do better um, and work a bit harder and uh, apply yeah. myself a bit more. And I did. Um, and like you, <laughs> like you, as a color belt, I mean, I got wasted in most of the competitions I was in. Yeah. Um, and I mean, part, part of that was when I started, and I, I don't know because um, you were obviously competing as a junior. I was competing as an adult, and there was no weight categories when I was competing. So I was in yeah. everybody. It was just green belts over there, blue belts over there. They paired you off. There was no weighing or anything, um, and that was it. So, um, But I, I still enjoyed that. But I decided, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knuckle down, and I'm going to do better at this. Uh, and yeah. Once I did that, I started to really, really love it, enjoy it, and actually saw the gains that I was making. Um, and it's interesting you say that because I think we all go through a point where we're on the edge of, you know, do we carry on? Do we give up? You know, yeah. what, what do we do? And I tell my students this, I've been there. I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, and I just tell them, you need to just sit it out. Just sit it out for a couple of months and you'll you'll feel better Yeah, about Taekwondo and about yourself and, you know, um, just, just apply yourself a little bit more. But well, so, that's it. It's like in any, part, in any part of life. You yeah. have ups and downs. Yeah. And it depends on how big a thing and how big a deal it is in your life and how big a section of your life is going to take over. Yeah. You've just got to, it's like you said then, you sit out of it, you just look back, you don't, you may not be involved as much as you want, but you just let yourself go. And then all of a sudden, that love of it comes back and then you put 100% back into it. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna well not 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 in, in, embarrass you, but say something really good <laughs> about about yeah. you because th- there's there are certain things that you you see in in life. Um, like um, I was thinking when I was <laughs> just driving back from training, actually, um, I was thinking you know the the Cruyff turn in football, which was I remember I remember seeing that in the World Cup, thinking wow, and going yeah. to uh, going to try it in the park. I remember you when you came on the scene. Um, and I don't know whether it was something you did or you, who you got it from, but you had the most amazing machine gun sidekick. And and for me, if somebody says to me, "Where did you see it first?" I would say I saw that Dave Shepard saw that like, when he did it. And when you started kicking like that, to me, all of a sudden everybody else wanted to kick like that. They really yeah. did. That, that's the impression. 
that's the impression I got because uh, it, it was so effective and you were so good at it. So my question is, is you know, why did you start doing that? Where did you get it from? <laughs> um, to be fair, when I was a junior and I used to fight, axe kick was my kick. Yeah. And I'd stay there all day and I'd just be dropping axe kicks on people. And I think it just evolved. We started doing some little sidekick drills where you'd be doing like double sidekick, foot down, double sidekick for a minute on each leg. Yeah, yeah. And training with Johnny Peros, um, or Master Johnny Peros. We did like lots of like one minute kicks, keep the leg up, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But when I sparred in the club, I never used it. Oh wow. I was always doing flashy stuff. Yeah. It would only ever it would only ever come in when I was competing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's like the jab. I tell my students now, I use the sidekick like a jab. You're just keeping the person at distance, but yeah. you've got to be relaxed with it. You've got to be soft with it. So if people push down on your leg, you can just flow with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it wasn't something I specifically went out to do. It mm. just evolved when I got into the, the adults um, yeah. category. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, again, with the adults, it took me three years before I won anything in the adults. Yeah, yeah. And then from there onwards, it just... Yeah. Then everything took off. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I remember seeing her thinking, well, yeah, you know, you, 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 the, the, your your ability to kick, particularly that front leg. I mean, front leg kicking is 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 quite a a normal thing now. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I still don't think <laughs> I'm not blowing smoke here, but I still don't think many people do it as well as you 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 did do it at that time. Um, I mean, I see people um, who can do it. You know, there 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 were, there were a few. You know, you had your people like. Um, uh, Tony Sewell, for example. Oh who, yeah, who could, who could front leg, but he could he could just change the height. Uh, yeah. will and I think that was a, a certainly unique. But I think the way that you did it um, and the way that you use that front leg at that time was was very very unique. Many people tried to uh, copy it, myself included. I remember going thinking, "Crikey, I've got to try and do <laughs> do that." But it wasn't me. I, could, I see. I, I was never. I wouldn't consider myself a, a good a good kicker. That wasn't my my game. But when I looked at you, I thought, "Wow!" Um, getting past that leg was just. Um, I saw people just get caught every single time with that. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Yeah, I I can honestly I can't say that I went out looking to do that. Yeah, it was. I think it was just down to one of those things where because I was training all the time, hmm. and I absolutely loved it, and I just worked with a lot of people in different ways and i think i just it just automatically yeah yeah i found my way of fighting without actually looking for it if that makes sense yeah no it it, it does and i think it um it certainly worked for uh worked for you and worked worked really well is it, is oh, it yeah definitely is it is it something that you um I mean, I don't, I don't know what 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 i tend to do now is i i don't really do a lot of sparring i spar with the kids um yeah uh, I generally don't, don't spar with the uh, the ones that do competitions because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we're getting I, older now. We're not as fast. Well, I often think to myself, Christ, he's got he's hit me. I've got to hit him back now, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then I get myself injured. But um, is, is it something that you you try and pass on, or is it just something that um, you know people see you do in your class? Well, I I tell people this is the way I fight. I said this suits me, mm. but it's not going to suit everybody. But whereas you were looking at me and saying, oh, I'm a fantastic front leg kicker. He can mm. do this. I want to try that. I looked at the likes of yourself, Ralph Minot, who were fantastic, working off both legs, coming in with the hands. Yeah, and yeah. I tried to emulate that on some of it. And I just can't do it. It doesn't work for me mixing it around that way. 
So yeah. when I'm teaching, I I try and go out of my comfort zone and teach the stuff that I don't do when I'm fighting. Yeah. So that they've got all the options and then they can make their own way through the yeah. competition scenes. And I say to them sometimes, try this. It might only ever work once, but it might be at the right time. Yeah. So you've all got to develop your own way of fighting. So I'm going to give you the skills and sure. then you can develop in your own time. Sure. No, that, that, that's um, that's good. And I think I think it is important because I, I would uh, I would agree with that. You know, you see particular people, you know, and if, if somebody is, um, you know, perhaps not as gifted with those legs, there's no point in trying to get them to do, you know, high section hook kicks or or whatever. Yeah. You've got, you've got to work with you know what they've got and, and try and um pinpoint their best asset uh, that's it so i think in the in the past well i wasn't as experienced as a teacher mm. i am aware that i tried to force my front leg kicking on people mm. and i've seen them going backwards in their sparring yeah but yeah. luckily i was able to realize where i was going wrong and then change it and work on their strengths yeah 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 well you you've you've often been the um uh, the conversation in my school because I've talked to people about uh, the first time I saw this being <laughs> being done successfully, and I mentioned your name. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, def de definitely a time um, you know really really good to to see. And I think what what I also try to do as well as I say to the students is, you know, watch watch fighters um, yeah. and watch people who are maybe similar to you and see see what they do. How do they win? Um, you know what? What sort of tactics are they using? Because um, I think that looking visually is just as important. Um, in fact, yeah, very, very important. Oh, oh God, yeah, and especially with all the social media they've got nowadays, mm. you've got to remember. For us in the old days, you might get a little grainy video somewhere. A lot. Yeah. I think probably all of us were like watching all the Rocky training scenarios and the Bruce Lee films and trying to copy stuff off those. Yeah, I think yeah. that was that was our social media in those days, watching the fight scenes over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But you've got so many people out there now, mm. and you and you you are right. You've got to go out there. You've got to watch them, see what works, try it out. If it doesn't work for you, don't mm. do it exactly the same as that person. That person's developed differently. Their mm. body shape is different. You've got to try and work it to suit yourself. Mm. But yeah. they've got so many different options to choose from now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so moving on, I'm still talking about um, uh, you know c competing. Um, I'm, I was doing, um, in fact, <clears throat> I'm doing a, a series of uh, podcasts. I'm talking about the mindset of a fighter and the yeah. type of mindset you you have to have. I've, I've actually used one of the examples actually um, about one of your colleagues, and it was it was Wayne Wayne Burnett. Uh, yeah, and um, I remember fighting him and he hit me the hardest I'd ever been hit. <laughs> um, and he had I, fast legs. He, uh, he had amazing legs. Amazing yeah. legs. And I remember I actually feared him as a fighter because I thought, wow, you know, how am I going to get around that? I mean, my, my, my sort of style, as you probably know, was, was a lot of movement. I tried to move. Yeah. But I remember he caught me with a back kick in the corner. And I remember it well. It was um, an absolutely stunning back kick. I took my breath in. And I held my breath for about thirty seconds, and I ran back to the I ran back to the line, and started jumping on the spot and thinking, "I hope he doesn't come for me now because I've got nothing to offer." And I just ran around for about thirty seconds until I got my breath back. Yeah, um, I look I look at that now and I think, "Wow, you know, my my mindset was such that I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go down. Don't go down. Go don't don't go down." And I didn't, and I was really pleased. 
um, with the way that I handled that. Um, and I had a, I had a very uh, strong mindset from, I don't know, the, the type of training. I had confidence in my the fact that I was fit and able to, to do those two minutes and then do another two minutes and do another two minutes. And that really built my mindset. So I'm just sort of really the question I want to ask is, you know, um, how you you obviously did have a strong mindset. I could tell that the way you yeah. thought. You know, you you never you never gave in. You know, you were strong, um, and just yeah, just wondered, you know, how you built that. How did you develop it? Um, well, going back to where you said you got hit by Wayne, I had a very similar situation fighting um, Jackie White Senior. He oh, caught wow. me with two ridgeans in a competition in Coventry, and I remember blacking out and thinking, if I go down now, I'm never getting back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy was just unreal. He was fantastic, amazing fighter. But yeah, exactly the same. Um, yeah. I just don't like being beaten. And, <laughs> right. one of the, and one of the things that made me really hungry is when I was competing, I've been really good the last couple of years. I love food, especially cake. I don't <laughs> drink. I've never drunk. But yeah. I love cake. I love biscuits. I packed chocolate in years ago because I used to eat about 60 bars a week. Hmm. So when I was going to competitions, I had to diet. If you oh, told me I had to train more, ah, so be it. I'm doing something I love. Why Why wouldn't I want to train more? Yeah, but yeah. the fact I had to cut out food, yeah. those people were causing me to miss out on cake. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was like, it was like the eye of the tiger type thing. That's the thing that made me hungry for it. I've worked hard for this. I've deprived myself of something. Yeah. I'm not giving up. Yeah, yeah. I want that. I want to be the top dog. I've worked for it. I've worked hard. About to get my weight down. There's nobody that's worked as hard as me, um, yeah. and I'm not going to allow them to beat me. It's, yeah. that, it's a competitive thing. It's in you. Yeah. It's like I trained really, really hard. I used to train, depending on what competition, 15 to 28 hours a week, doing mm. different things, weights, taekwondo yeah. classes, circuits, running, skipping, all sorts. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I do not like losing. Yeah. At all. Well, it, it it came over in your fighting, and I, um, like I said, I, I used to I used to watch a lot of fighters. I used to watch yourself and a lot of other fighters. Um, and one one of my things was, um, and uh, you know, it, it was always always a thing that um, when I was in that in my division, of course, all the youngsters coming through were going to be in the lightweight division for at least yeah. at least a competition or two. And I remember seeing you thinking, "Wow, this guy's good," <laughs> um, and. Um, I always watch and think, right, you know, are they going to gas after 30 seconds or are they going to last the, the two minutes and do it, you know, even do more than that? I remember seeing thinking, wow, this guy's fit. <laughs> no, I remember I was in a competition up in Scotland and I was fighting Elvis Parsley. Yeah. And um, Phil Burley, who's been my instructor for probably the last 35 years. He's my son's godfather. Yeah. He's yeah. an amazing friend, amazing coach. Hmm. And the success he's had with his club, with all the guys from Newport. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely lovely guy. And he loves Taekwondo. He he Mm. sleeps and breathes it. But um, he said to me, I come off the fight. I think I lost to Elvis on that occasion. I was 16, 17. He said, Mm. you look knackered, absolutely Mm. knackered. So every time I went running then towards the end of every run, I'd smile. I'd be running down the street with this huge grin like Garfield. (laughs) Just getting that thing so that I would never, ever show that I was tired again. And there's days when I was absolutely blowing out of my backside. But <laughs> I just wouldn't let the other person see it. I just couldn't do it. It was so, and I just worked even harder and pushed and pushed. I loved it. It wasn't, 
it's hard to get across. I just absolutely loved it. And if I could do X amount of burpees, I'd want to do X amount of burpees more the next time. Yeah, same yeah. with press-ups, the same with the kicks. If you're doing a minute to kick in, depending on what kick it is, you should be looking at doubling. So if 60 seconds, you should be looking 115, 120 kicks. If yeah. you don't do it, why? Make sure you do it next time. Yeah. So that fitness level, I just wanted to be the best. And to be the best, you had to work hard and you had to push it, listen to the people around you, and then keep pushing it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think, um, you know, it, it, I, I remember saying to, um, you know, some of my students when I used to go to squad training, I used to train to go to squad training. Yeah. Oh. I, I wasn't getting fit at squad training. I get fit to go to squad training. Yeah. Because I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to do more more burpees than, than uh, Master Walton or, um, you know, I wanted to be, uh, you know, kick and keep my leg in the air as, as long as uh, Master yeah. Silver and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I'd be doing. I think that's the thing with us and the people that are competing and the ones who are at the top. You want to improve all the time. Yeah. And it's not just about, is this going to be good? You want it to be so far above everybody else that you're willing to put yourself into that blood, sweat and tears yeah, you yeah. go through the pain barrier and then you just keep pushing. And I said, there's two types of pain. There's a, a new pain. That's like, oh, and there's yeah. a pain. There's a nice pain and there's yeah. a bad pain. And when you hit that nice pain, you go through it again. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. And it's the difference between people willing to push through that pain barrier. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely, definitely. And I, 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 agree with, I agree with you with the squad training because I've often said, <laughs> if you were going out to, on your wedding day and you've got that notification, the squad training was on, it'd be like, cancel the car and put my trainers on. I'll run that. <laughs> yeah. Because you <laughs> had to get fit, otherwise you would die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's 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 very, very, very true. Yeah, you, well, you die or you get hurt, don't you? One yeah, the that's it, yeah. <laughs> both, both, both the same thing in one, in one way. Yeah. <laughs> Some with some of those fighters, but uh, no, well done. No, I, I, I think it's great, and uh, some 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 great insights there. What so sort of coming up to um uh, to present day, you're, you're sort of teaching your uh your, your school, and obviously, I mean, you've you've had some um some great successes uh, in your in your life. It's always difficult to to pinpoint um you know one or some of the the the, comp- the fights that you've you've probably had. Uh, are there any one any particular ones you could say right? You know. I'm really, I was really made up, you know, I won that one, I won this one, and any particular ones. I mean, I've, I've got a couple that, you know, that I always think, wow, I was, yeah. I was pleased when I won that. I think, I think one, one that really helped me was when we had the BTC competitions. Yes. And the first BTC that come around, the message was, if you win this, you're in the British team. Yeah. And I'd only won the British Championships in the November. The BTCs were in the December. It was four weeks later. Yeah. And that was British TAGB was the first one I'd won. <sighs> and then the BTCs come up and I won that. And I was elevated to the squad, to the British squad. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, we went to Ireland. It was the weekend that Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas. Nelson yeah. Mandela was let out of prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was on the team with you and Augie and yeah. like the other guys. <laughs> So I think that's possibly one of the, the biggest moves because it elevated me up to the next level to push even yeah. harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think another good one would be when I won my first world title. Yeah. I fought Lee Childs in the final. Wow, he yeah. beaten me three times. The three times I competed against him that year, the only three times I fought him, 
Yeah, and he beat me convincingly. Yeah. It, I got closer to him on each one. Yeah. And I think what was what was good was when I got through to the final, seeing Grandmaster Oliver and Grandmaster Kenny Walden's face. Yeah. Because they knew the history. So they yeah. saw I was in the final and you could see the look on it. Oh, we got this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I trained really hard for that world championships. I honestly thought I was 21. And I thought, right, you've got to put your life and soul into this because by the time you're 24, which would be the next Worlds, yeah. at that time, I thought I'm going to be married with kids. I'm not going to have time to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I put a lot of effort in. And there were certain things which I changed. I trained with Grandpa with um, Johnny Peros, Master Peros, the Welsh coach. Yeah, yeah. And there was stuff that I took from his training and put with mine and the mixture of the two yeah. Turned me into that fighter. So possibly that's where I developed the style. Yeah. I didn't like the way that his fighters fought. Loved watching them, but it didn't <laughs> suit me at all. No, no. And I think if I had carried on fighting the way I was fighting, I would have got picked off too easy. And there was one point in that fight, he went to an extension and Lee caught me with two headshots. Yeah, yeah. And I went to rush in and I yeah. thought, if I do that, he's going to catch me again. Yeah. So I moved around a bit and I just took my time and I caught him with a body and headshot and I caught him with a few other things. Yeah. And it was, I don't know what the, the scores were, but it was a close fight and I got the decision. So I think from that fight, again, the confidence levels just rocketed. Yeah. And yeah. the more wins, the more confidence, the more you get. And then people start looking at you differently as well. And, yeah. and you do get an extra few points against some fighters. They look at you and they think, oh my God, I'm fighting yeah. Dave Shepard. Yeah. And different mindset. Yeah, no, it's brilliant because um, you know, as you know, Lee, Lee Charles was uh, you know a student of myself and a uh, uh, master O, and um, you know that that um, when he when he came up against you, like I said, he'd beaten you pre- previous times. I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. and you you totally turned it around. I mean, fair play to you. Uh, you certainly took took it took it to him, and I think that was um, that showed some um, real mental strength as well. Um, and it showed it showed what you were about because you know you had lost to him uh, previously, uh, but oh, just God. just go in there and do what you did was was awesome. Yeah, the first time I fought him was in the Four Nations in the February. Yeah, and oh my God, he absolutely annihilated me. It was over two rounds, and the first round, I I might as well have just been a baby in a high chair and let him take pot shots at me. Mm. He hammered me, and mm. I pulled it together in the second round. Mm. I think the next fight was at an open karate points tournament where yeah. he just battled me with axe kicks. Yeah. And then the next one was the English Championships yeah. in the May. So it was a couple of months before the Worlds. And I got a little bit, but he still beat me convincingly. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, I don't know, I think, like I said, I trained really hard. And I think at that point, I think my whole mind and my maturity within martial arts and competing mm. changed on that day, on that weekend. Yeah, well, I, I think it did, and I think actually um, he was never the same after that. Actually, no. he was never the same after that, and and really he, he's then started to fade out. I think that was sort of like the the yeah. beginning of the end uh, for him. Um, but it's, it's a big title, and yeah, he was the he was the favorite by a long way. Yeah, yeah, going yeah. into that because yeah. he was winning everything. His technique was phenomenal for somebody technically as skilled as him. Yeah. that was able to fight. You don't normally see technically good people no. are good fighters. He yeah. was textbook. He was beautiful to watch. And I think he was such a big favourite when he went up against me. 
Yeah. It was a bit of a shock. It was a shock for all of us because I wasn't expecting it myself. Well, I think I think I'm trying to think how long it was before before that World Championships, but um, uh, he, he was obviously he was my student. And I remember fighting him in a competition, uh, and I I just I just beat him. Yeah. I thought to myself, this is time to chuck the towel in <laughs> because um, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I'm sure he was probably giving me some respect as his instructor as well because it's very yeah. when you when you you know when you're you, you're that. So you know, I'm I'm not. Um, you know, uh, saying he went full out or anything, but I just thought to myself, do you know what? This is the time to. Try. I don't really want. To, I don't really want to be fighting my own students. Um, you know, teach yeah. the class how how to uh, how to beat me or whatever. So um, I sort of from them uh, backed off on that, and um, you know, you got to uh, let you got to let the kids. At the end of the day, the students yeah. they're like our children, aren't they? It's just this is our taekwondo family. Yeah, and you've got to let them flourish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them improve and get their skills higher. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. And I think that's that's uh, that's really important. So, um, uh, I mean, again, great, great uh, insights. I hope you know my students listen to this this a lot, and I hope they take something uh, from this. Um, yeah, hopefully. that you have to you have to keep going, and not everybody starts at the top, you know. No. Uh, and you know, students go into their first competition, they lose, and then they go, oh, you know, I'm not doing it again. I said, well, yeah, you know, you you got to fight. I will say to them, I've lost more than anybody else here when I'm in my class. I've lost more fights yeah. than all of you put together. Um, but I've also won a lot as well. But you, you have to learn how to lose and lose well and learn from it and then move well, on. That's why I say to a load of people, not just in Taekwondo, in any sport, because I work in a leisure centre. Mm. So I, I speak to a lot of different sports people and athletes. And mm. I'd say I think the best competitors are the ones that learn to lose originally mm. because I've seen so many people slightly opposite to you. They've gone in, they've won the first couple, mm. they've then lost mm. and they don't know how to cope with it and you yeah. don't see them again or they don't want to compete anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you lose and you want to improve, mm. it gives you that little bit of hunger. Yeah, and, yeah, and you've got to, you've got the work for it. I don't care how good you are; doesn't matter what sport you're in. With even if you're not in sport, in work, mm. you've got to have that hunger to go for it. Yeah, and you've got to keep digging deep, and you've got to keep pushing for it. If you want to succeed, you've got to push. Doesn't matter what field you're in. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, no, thanks for that. I mean, we're coming towards the sort of the end of the, of the podcast, and but uh, you know, be- before that, I wanted to ask of. Um, well, just a few more questions. Is is any sort of plans for the future for you for yourself? Is it a case of just carrying on teaching, bringing the, bringing some more people through? Um, you know, any any other designs in Taekwondo that you like to achieve? Um, well, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always trying to improve. Mm. We got the World Championships coming up. It's the I think it's thirteenth mm. Taekwondo International World Championships. So I'm going to be giving it a go in the sparring. In the vets, oh, great, great. <laughs> yeah, get out there, um, go for the patterns as well. But again, I'm still, I still got issues. I do stuff and I look at it and I think, no, that's not right. That's got to be better than that. I've got to work on it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still doing that. Um, obviously, with my little one now, it's I've got more in my life outside of Taekwondo, but I might have to change things on the work platform. So I think I might go into the teaching a little bit more. Yeah, and yeah. there's a possibility of going full time. Not. Um, definite at the moment, but that's a, a possibility. And yeah. just keep the club going and improving. And yeah, yeah. and as I said just a moment ago, I look at the kids, well, the same kids, 
all my students. I got a student now. He's just passed his fourth down on the weekend. He doesn't know yet, other than the fact I haven't rung him to tell yeah. him any different. He's 70 in three weeks' time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I still look at him as my kid. Yeah. He's my, he's my Taekwondo family <laughs> child. And I just want them to all develop and get better and better and better. I am a hard instructor. Yeah. I'm one of those. You can have a laugh and a joke. Like I said, most of, most of my students, I'm Shep. Yeah. There's certain times when it's Master Shepherd or Sir and all this. As long as they do the work, yeah, I'm happy with them. If they mess about, I'll come down on them like a ton of bricks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's because I want them to develop and get better and carry that through their life, not just in Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, as an instructor, sometimes it, it, it's tough, but it, it it should, it should. Um, and I know, knowing you, I know, um, like myself, it'll come from a place of love uh, for them, uh, for yeah. them to, to be better and, and so on. Um, so just, um, uh, you mentioned, obviously, you know, you've got your kids and whatever. Is there anything else that you uh, that you do apart from your Taekwondo? I know we talked a little bit off uh uh, off audio about uh, you know my my love for guitars and motorbikes and uh, yeah. <laughs> going um, to sessions. <laughs> I spend a lot of time like my my middle well my oldest son's in London he's doing a master's at the moment on politics. Yeah. Oh in wow! LSE yeah. and he's having an absolutely amazing time. He, I don't think he can get any more out of it. He loves London. London loves him. It's a good match. So I'm I'm happy with him. My yeah. middle son Thomas he's into goalkeeping and football. Oh, so wow. I tend to spend a lot of time running him round and helping him out and seeing him push, taking him to the gym, which is really good. Mm. <laughs> um, he was double European champion in Taekwondo and then packed it in because he wanted to go and play football. I was like, I felt like I'd been dumped when he told me that. I was like, what? <laughs> but hopefully he'll come back at some point. But other than that, skiing is my my other love. But right. just yeah. haven't managed to do anything for the last few years. So I'm yeah. hoping next year we're going to get a couple of skiing all days in. Oh, brilliant! And a family. Well, that'd, that'd be really nice. That'd be uh, oh, that'd, yeah, it's that, so that'd... exhilarating. It's brilliant. Everybody, go out and ski. It's amazing. That'll be good. Do you know, I was due to go on a skiing trip, many, many a taekwondo skiing trip actually that I'd organised many years ago. Yeah. And then we organised the trip, and I was ill. I couldn't go. <laughs> oh no way! Everybody else went, and you know, I've never been since. <laughs> that, oh. that literally. I want to say it was about 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you've missed out there. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. The feeling you get. Is, it's the only thing that I've done that mm. even matches the feeling I got from Taekwondo. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's so exhilarating. And I yeah. think there's a tagline in one of the holiday companies, relaxed as hard as you want. Well, I, I don't know. I might have to disagree because there's there's nothing like um, uh, getting on a, a, a motorbike and because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where I get my exhilaration. Well, do you know, you know, I, I I was on my bike yesterday and I was going down a carriage and there was no uh, traffic. And I was I was let's just say I was going close to the limit, um, and um, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was, <laughs> and that that was uh, was really exhilarating. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might. I might get to skiing again. But uh, <laughs> I, I did have a motorbike about twenty odd years ago, and oh. I came off it going through one of the national parks up in North oh. Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up rolling down the side of a mountain, doing a handstand up against a tree. Oh, and I haven't been on one since. So I thought, <laughs> leave that. Just, yeah, I'll just leave that. As much as I wanted to do it, it, it wasn't for me. 
or well, even though I look like a biker more now than I do. I can say that that beard is, is <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you're more of a biker than I am. But um, my my last question is: uh, Have you still got a love of cake? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I do have a love for cake, but I haven't eaten it for two and a half years. Oh wow! My, okay. Yeah, my girlfriend said to me a while ago. Well, just mm. at the beginning of December in 2020. I bet you can go for three days without eating junk food. Yeah. And, it was, and then it went on for three weeks. And then it was like till the end of January. And then it's, this is me. I'm either all or nothing. I, I've got no gray areas. Yeah. I either do it 100% or it's pushed to the side. But yeah. I'll see how I get on after the Worlds. If I do well at the Worlds, I'm looking forward to a nice big chunk of cake. Nice big chunk of cake. Well, yeah, dark, dark, dark chocolate is my vice. Although it's it's quite a nice vice actually. It's not too bad. Dark chocolate. No, that's that's the good chocolate. Yeah, anything over seventy percent. So there's not there's not a great deal of uh, sugar. In it. But I, I do I do love that. My my, my diet tends to be um, I don't know. People see it as quite extreme. I, I suppose you could call it carnivore. I, I don't eat a lot of uh, carbs and uh, yeah, a lot of meat. Yeah, so, so there's a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of meat, a lot of fat. Actually, is my diet's quite high fat. Actually, yeah, um, caveman diet. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> but there we go. Well, listen, um, yeah, just um, one, one, when we finish, hang on. Uh, after this, after I close this down, uh, but I just want to say thank you ever so much um, for agreeing to do this. One thing um, that I will say is, when you were competing, you were a great competitor, uh, and win or lose you're always the same. And I love that about you. I love the fact that you, you, you won with dignity and lost with dignity as well, whenever you lost or whatever. And I think that is really the mark of a great fighter. And uh, as I said, I, I think I would put you in that category. If people ask me about fighters uh, who've brought something to the game, I would say uh, David Shepard, his front leg psychic is second to none. So thank you very, very much for that. Uh, really well, thank you very much. Thank you for all the kind words and everything as well. Um, like I said, I've, I've just loved it and always have, always will. And if I can inspire anybody throughout through this podcast or just throughout me training or being around, then it just makes me even happier. Excellent, excellent. Well, hopefully, um, we'll, we'll speak. Uh, we'll speak after this. Um, and yep. uh, if you want to put anything in the show notes, anything about it, about yourself or any of the schools, then we can do that. So I just want to say thank you very much to the Living Martial Arts Podcast fans. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, that podcast with Master David Shepherd. Uh, he's a, a lovely, lovely person. Um, if you are in his area, okay, we'll put some stuff in the show notes. Go to his school. You will absolutely love it. Take care, and I'll speak to you all soon again with another podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm.